Today, we have a very special conversation with an actual goose. This rather wise and friendly goose talks with me about our curiosities towards social media trends and making real and practical content. Um, man, you staying busy? Staying busy, getting stretched. Been working on my posture. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I haven't. <laughs> dude, my posture's so messed up. Um... Yeah, dude. What, uh, you're still doing the drum cams. Mm-hmm. Actually, like, no. Yeah, I stopped doing drum cams, though. Wait, really? Yeah, completely. Uh, like, eight months ago. Just drum covers. Like, studio. I stopped posting, oh, like, live. I oh, guess that, that's, well, that's how what I, I categorize them in my mind. Gotcha. Yeah, definitely doing drum videos I was still. like, I had this moment of, like, how long? Because I was like, haven't you been doing like really new songs like covers of new songs yep. <laughs> and i was like that's i just had a really freak moment of like <laughs> like yeah. how is that even possible no i think i found a niche with the light up drum covers so what do you call that then like uh, drum light covers up, light up dr- i call mine light up drum covers okay because they yeah they light up and, and they're, they're drum covers <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah basically man what a what a great idea what for a name <laughs> thanks thanks <laughs> innovative no we were just talking about like the all the minutiae of like getting the the lights to do their thing and yeah you're kind of you're you're wanting me to get like invested in some light strips and do some of my own it's such a blast covers. and smart I, bulbs i'm so envious of like yes and smart light bulbs i'm so envious though of like the fact that your instrument is it makes so much sense for it to like you hit it and it lights up like you hit a drum and that one lights up but with guitar it's like yeah you just have one thing i suppose <laughs> it's just an instrument <laughs> yeah. which it would be really cool to have an acrylic light up guitar where the whole thing lights up or strip be. around it or or if you even could a do, pick guard or even if you could really do cool. like strips of like if there was a way i'm sure there would be to do like a see-through instrument but have like lights where underneath each of the strings or something oh going up the neck yeah yeah that'd be kind of that'd be kind of cool yeah be very difficult though yeah but it almost have to be yeah you're right it isn't as ideal with guitar almost like for a feature or a guitar solo live or something or that would be more of a thing i feel like for you the the light up drums did your drums light up on tour Yep. yep okay that's why i actually went for that route i was like owl city this is makes sense in my mind to Mm. have a light up drum kit (laughs) so i'm gonna go for it so that was kind of like maybe not the first time but it was like the first time you were like really immersed in playing a kit that was synced up with lights or was Um, it or was it the first time it, it was the reason behind getting the custom risen drums kit and figuring out the whole process which was like two months of research for it. it's like asking every production friend i know and going down all the forums and yeah and once it was figured out it was it's simple to do it just is tedious soldering and figuring it out and stuff but yeah uh yeah so i had been actually using it mm, two three months prior to tour okay that's cool yep uh, just for videos and stuff i just really wanted to make sure i knew how to use it and <laughs> that everything's working before yeah actually using it out live so yeah but you didn't have to program anything you just had to have it ready to receive Correct. signal yep i had it uh available to receive dmx input that's essentially cool. from the light director yep that's super dope yeah it was it was so nice if, not so having did something and i programmed it i could program your drums absolutely that's tight yep that would be really cool. Yep. Man, I've been thinking about it too lately because I was just like, like I just got the track rig and I have like this this box that houses it now um, when I get the track or when I get like the rack mount ears. But like, yep. I, and and the fact that it's quarantine and I'm already thinking about how much I miss playing live. Me too. I'm like, <laughs> dude, it sucks. Yeah. Not being able to play live. It's just, the, the nothing's gonna replace that yeah and i've seen a lot of, i was talking with annabelle about how like there are really creative things that people are doing to sort of bridge the gap between you know like the fact that we can't do stuff anymore mm-hmm. and 
uh, people are doing like really, really unique and memorable things and they're very, like they're new, they're different. But, and that's great and I have loved that. Uh, one in particular is Brad Paisley has done, like he did a live show that was like on a stream Oh, yeah. I've seen Keith Urban do that, too. Actually. And, and it's funny. He, country artists are yeah, stepping up. Yeah. Like, really big yeah. time. And, like, during their performance, they, like, crashed people's Zoom calls. And oh, were, like, talking cool. to them on the big screen. Yeah. And it's so cool. So, like, people are doing really interesting things, but it's, like, it's not the same. Yep. You know, it's great. And it's special, but it's not the same. And it's just like I'll always miss that thing yeah. until we until we're able to do it again. There's nothing like being in a huge group of music lovers, yep. enjoying music together. It's super and f- unifying and just fun. And feeling that energy. Yep. Like immediate feedback of like something happens, people react. Response. Yep. Yeah. There there's just no replacement for that. Totally. So, man, I can't wait. But anyways, all that to say, like, I you know, I've been making a list of all of the stuff that I've written and recorded that I can do live when all this <laughs> is over. Yep. <laughs> because I'm like, man, I'll never take it for granted. Because um, now I'm like, why did I wait so long? I should have been doing stuff before all this happened. Yeah. But no way to predict it, though. No. No, I think we just got to take it for granted. Or not take it for granted. <laughs> we yeah, just, have to, just gotta take it for granted, you know? <laughs> Not appreciate and be thankful for what you have. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, boy. Key to success. The key is to make it. That's what DJ... Amen. That's what what (laughs) DJ Khaled says. The key is to make it. Major key. (laughs) It's great. So the drum... Not drum cams. I almost called it drum cams again. I view drum cams as live. live performance. Yeah, that's at least how I categorize them in my mind. I feel like it makes sense, but that makes maybe it's just me. That does make sense. I've just been calling it drum cam because it's a, it's a it's camera, camera drums, <laughs> yeah, drums. It, which makes sense. Yeah, I'm probably crazy on my own little mindset, but categorization. I think drum cam is like the label you usually see for you know like a live performance. Yep. Like when you're seeing them switch cameras, there's like camera one, two, three. That's and how I like view drum it. Cam. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that does make sense. Um, Thanks, man. Needed that affirmation. <laughs> I I see you. I hear your opinion. It's wrong, oh. but you are heard. Oh, heard or hurt? <laughs> Maybe both. <laughs> yes, I'll take it. This or that? Yes, got it. I actually haven't thought about it until just now, but like, you're a big reason that I have a lot of stuff in here, like this track rig for example the the mount that goes with it these hard drives or these like yeah solid state drives yeah uh and like the foam panels like i seeing your studio setup and like how efficient it is because uh i mean i don't know what it looks like right now but i think the first time i went to your studio it was drums in the uh, yeah in like, the same room it was right like behind the producer me, right? chair just yeah. swung around to be your your you know your drum throne yeah and like the fact that you had your closet was basically a vocal booth like an iso booth yep and yeah just seeing how like quick things were because i was still working with like a hard drive like a disk drive at that point sure and just like seeing how fast and efficient things were really like changed my perspective i value like taking out as many factors of like slowing things down especially the creative process too, yeah. where you it's not an objective thing it's like subjective yes you only have an idea on your mind for a limited time and then it's gone so yes. yeah being able to hash that out quickly and and record it get it saved and and yeah. to just be productive and save time found it's way worth investing money and time and sweat equity and into making the process more efficient because it saves time totally yeah at the end of the day yeah yeah it's like anything that keeps you between you and like seeing the idea actually happen yeah it's like get you have to get rid of it yep tool is so important yep that i think that's made a lot of like purchases like purchasing decisions easy is like does this immediately help me because there's like i mean and the 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 thought of like needing software it's like you that is such a 
like a, a first, first world, world thing. problem. Yeah, like, I need this software, but do I need this plugin that goes into a DAW, which goes into my computer, which <laughs> which makes like, sounds? Yeah, you know, <laughs> which may not directly pay me for years. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's a very it's a very first world thing, and it's a very subjective thing. But uh, like, you know, curving that 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 scale, uh, like it's helped me determine what I need and what I or like relatively what I need and what I want. Yeah. Because there's definitely, I have a list of like, it's called my black Friday list nice. of like plugins and you know, microphones that are like cyber I, Monday too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's a big day for it. And, yeah. and it's like, these are the things that I want because I've, I've asked myself the question, like, is this going to immediately, uh, help me with a problem now? Like, yeah, this particular process is too slow or like I'm having, I'm not getting what I need out of this other software. You know, that's like a need, but the wants are more like these, uh, like another plugin that does something a little bit better than what I have. Yeah. But I use the one just fine. Yeah. It's hard to draw that line of yeah. what's necessary. And I would, yep. I would say a necessity, like a good example was just like upgrading from a hard drive to a solid state. You know, yep. where things can like things Efficient, are less faster, things are less yep. reliable, things can corrupt easier. It's like, yeah, necessary. Yep. Get it. Yep. <laughs> you done. Know? But agreed. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And especially processing speeds in the actual machine itself, I've found is way worth it. It's and for me so personally fast. to invest in a strong, fast computer mm-hmm. has saved me countless hours of loading bars and <laughs> the spinning wheel of death. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because now, that's another thing that's interesting is, like, now if I see the wheel, I almost always know. I'm like, oh, I have to force quit. Because I'm like, it's been three seconds. This never happens. (laughs) (laughs) And it's usually, I found for me, I don't want to assume this is you too, but it's usually my error or I'm playing... I have way too many plugins at the same time. Like, I haven't frozen frozen anything. Yep. It's usually my fault anyway, I'm finding, so... But that's another thing too, is it, it, it also teaches you, you know, if, if there's still problems and they're being caused by, you know, you not running things efficiently, you quickly learn like, oh, okay, this is what I have to do to make things run yep. efficiently. And that, that transfers to anything. Totally. So yeah. getting that workflow on point, saving time. Oh yeah. Workflow is the buzzword of yes. the century. Definitely. <laughs> Minds and mindset. Yes. That's a big one. Workflow, yep. mindset, workspace. Hustle. Hustle. <laughs> Efficiency. Yeah. Hashtag Gary V. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Hashtag live your truth. <laughs> oh, man. Hashtag millennial. Hashtag accomplish Gen- your dreams. Hashtag Gen Z. Hashtag never give up. Hashtag don't listen to your parents. Hashtag move out. Hashtag... Uh, <laughs> we're like hashtag competing hashtag don't uh don't not follow your dreams that was a good hashtag hashtag amen <laughs> yeah dude and well and okay another thing is like the lights that i just ordered that's another big thing have uh like i i just have never really had a good light setup and yeah now that we've got a camera like an actual camera that's not my phone Yep, lighting's everything for recording yeah. video. It's one of those things where I got in, and then I was like, sweet, we have a great camera. So everything's going to be perfect, Everything's right? going to be yeah. great. <laughs> and then, like, the lighting's bad. I'm like, oh, this still looks so bad. It looks like an iPhone video without yep. good lighting. Is that the um, default lens with it, too? I would, I would say that that's the next step, too, is getting a really good lens. It I is, found makes a big difference. I actually don't know what that particular lenses we've got a 50 and then we've got whatever that is sure i don't i don't i'm bad lens <laughs> affects the picture so much yeah like with the crispness and mm-hmm. different I've apertures only, available i've only really like the majority of stuff i've taken with that has been through the 50 and i feel like comfortable with getting good stuff on that but it's just a 50 yeah prime whatever. Yeah. okay so the aperture probably 1.8 i think both I, nikon and canon have that a 50 prime that I think, I think goes so. down to 1.8 aperture, which is awesome for the depth of field. Nice. Like, yeah. The blurry background. Yeah. It's great. This is the T5, the rebel. Sweet. Just like the portable solid state hard drive. 
<laughs> the Samsung T5. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just realized that. Side note, hashtag technology. Hashtag sponsored. Hashtag ad. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Instagram models. <laughs> yeah. I don't hashtag know if... brand ambassadors. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, you probably get a lot of emails. Hashtag influencer. <laughs> Do you get a lot of, like, ambassador emails? Um... I not really. I get the occasional email from a small startup app oh. that's saying, "Come on our platform, post your content here." We have like a social media platform. Yep. There's so many little startups. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Weird. That's so weird. Yeah. I guess I never really thought about that. There's been many and live stream apps too. Mm. Yeah, I just don't understand why. <laughs> I watch, we watch Shark Tank now. I don't know if you've ever watched. I love that show. Yeah. Okay, cool. I freaking am so head over heels for that show because I, now I'm, I feel like my third eye is open to like, how would you, because hearing about these smaller businesses that are trying to do like live stream service and social media platform, it's like the first question I ask is why would like, what do you have that Facebook, Instagram, Twitter yeah. doesn't have? It's like, well, we do live streams. It's like, I'm out. Not enough. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Just immediately. Yep. You have no, you have no unique features. Uh, therefore, I'm out. Yep. Yeah. I feel that. And then Barbara is like, you have a really great thing going, and I think you guys have a big future. And for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> she never makes any sense. Yeah. She's, she says the dumbest things. And it's Kevin so with the just outrageous proposals. Yeah. I'll take yes. 70% of your company for five grand. Five dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's so funny. People always, I feel like he uh, he gets so much, he gets so much hate from the other guys, but he's such like a necessary evil in Definitely. my head. Definitely. He's like the Simon Cowell of yeah. that show i feel people like, are scared mind. of him and i think that that's great yep the fact <laughs> that people are like scared of this guy yeah it's like you should be you're yep. asking for like a hundred thousand dollars for a court like a quarter of your company or less yeah you should be scared yep <laughs> oh man crazy totally and we should geek out about that more often i love that small business mm-hmm. entrepreneurship well, startups and i got hashtag startup Hashtag startup. Hashtag hashtag startup. <laughs> hashtag work from home. Hashtag be your own boss. Hashtag self-employed. Hashtag DoorDash. Hashtag Uber. <laughs> hashtag shipped. Hashtag ha- Instacart. Hashtag, hashtag young living. Hashtag young adult life. Hashtag creative. Hashtag live authentic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, man. But yeah, ever since I've gotten more into like the, the mogul mindset... And like being interested in actually having these other unique sources of of income. What does mogul mean to you? Mogul mindset. Um, like having different business endeavors, I guess, that are bringing you income. Gotcha. Okay. Like for you, being, you know, having having different properties on your radar. Currently, having a property that you're renting and then having other ones on your radar. Yep. I'm like, that's cool. Like the real estate mogul thing is really cool. Thanks. Because, like I said earlier, I feel like, from what I gather, real estate is maybe the closest thing to passive income that exists. You know. Yeah. It's just like really smart. Everybody is going to need a place to live. Yeah. Always. It's a very. <laughs> There's so many different types of real estate, so it's tough to. It depends, like which yeah. but for side you, you're going. Like if you're going multifamily, single family, but definitely the house hacking way has been um, awesome for an awesome route for me personally that I've I've really enjoyed and given me the opportunity to offer a mutually beneficial, like great deal for my housemates too. So yeah, and, true, and live in it myself and and work on it as I live in it and improve it for all of us. So it's mm-hmm. been a really, really great design. So if yeah. you haven't checked out house hacking, look it up. It's an awesome concept. Is it, is it like, it's a, like, it like a, a formal movement? word. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know yeah. that. Yeah. So basically it's like the mutual win. There's like a definition to it. Yeah. The winning situation of like, it's cheaper for the renter. It's cheaper for you because you're, you're getting an asset and like, 
you're not paying rent to somebody else where you're never going to see it. It's more so the concept of like moving into a home and there's so many tax benefits and interest rate benefits when you make it your primary residence and then you can also homestead it because it's versus a versus like a rental property. Yeah. Because then you have to pay one that you're not going into is going to be a much higher interest rate. So you're going to pay a lot more interest. You can't homestead it. So there's a lot more taxes you're going to pay. And what's homesteading? Homesteading is a, a large tax advantage that you can pay on the home. That you, If you own a home and live in it, you can homestead it for the first two years. Okay. I believe are the current rules. So you can. it's a large tax advantage, a tax break, basically. Yeah. How long which will be in, a few grand. How long have you been in your house? I've been in my house going on two years. Nice. So running out of homestead. So <laughs> it's a perfect time for me to move into a different one. Yeah. Technically, if I want to keep house hacking. Yeah. So it's on the radar. But dang, that's crazy smart. That, okay, that makes me, <laughs> that makes me want to do it really bad now. Yep. It's just a lot of, you know, if homesteading is only going to save two grand or so, is it worth two grand to move out <laughs> and change your whole life? You know? True. True. In some cases, Yeah. Yeah. And then there's also, you can lock in an entire or a much lower interest rate for the entire life of a loan by moving into it and making it your primary residence. Yeah. Like with a conventional loan. So I think that's the biggest thing, not necessarily the homesteading thing, but yep. getting the that's lower interest where you rate save by making it thousands, your primary. Thousands, thousands. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's what really interests me is like, and also. But it's a big sacrifice to move. Don't you also get breaks if it's like your first time purchase? Yeah. Well. Not as much breaks, but you have um, more options, I would say. There's, man, I love talking real estate yeah, <laughs> and just finances it. in general. Let's do this it. is funny. Um, yeah, there's just more options to loans. And I'm not, um, I don't have formal training on this. I've just done a, a lot of research myself and talked to a lot of lenders. So I'd recommend talk to your lender or find a lender at a bank or a credit union or uh, private lender, but, um, yeah, first time home buyers having, there's a, what's called a FHA mm-hmm. loan, which can be like as low as three and a half percent down payment to get in a home, which is crazy. That is insane. Crazy low. So that's like the main benefit to first time home buyers, but there's also is perks the, of is that. the low down payment. Yeah. But there, there's uh, not perks, but there's disadvantages to that where you'll have to pay like on a loan like that. There be PMI, which is private mortgage insurance, mm-hmm. which will be, oh, it's usually a, around a hundred bucks a month that yeah. is locked in. You have to pay that for the entire life of the loan. The entire life or isn't it? Yeah, until- unless you, you can refinance once it gets to 20%. That's what But on an FHA, you can't, three and a half down. You can't refinance? Uh, no, you can. Oh, okay. But if you stay in that, like, it's not going to be worth refinancing if the rates are higher at when you hit 20% equity in the home, you know? Yeah. So Dang, that's good. Because refinancing will typically cost around three grand or so. So, yeah. That sucks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's what's called a 5%. Um, you can do like a 5% conventional loan, I believe, um, where at 20% equity in the home. When you hit that, it'll go away without having to refinance, which is nice. That's, so, I think that's what we looked into when we were looking yeah, at like which houses. Is the, I, in my opinion, the best option if you, for house hacking is like the lowest, if you want to scale, yeah. <laughs> lowest payment down, do a 30-year, pay minimum mortgage, um, as low as you can on the mortgage, you know, yeah. and not overpay it, and then cash flow the rest. So you're increasing your income and your ability to scale and buy more. Yeah. If, if your intention is to scale. Yeah. Yeah. If your intention is to buy one home, then pay it off as fast as you can. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was going to say, so, like, paying only the, the requirement is not necessarily. Yeah, you'll save so much in interest. But if yeah. you want to scale, keep keep the cash and, and yeah. save for another down payment. Yeah. Build your empire. Yep. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I've we, I've also got um, some in-laws who are doing the, the real estate thing. Like, they've got a few properties. And I think two two duplexes and one house oh wow and then they live in another house that they're also renting some of it out and so like i feel like that's just so free you start you start doing the numbers on it it's awesome right it it doesn't take cash flowing even just a a few hundred bucks on some of them you know yeah like bring in a few grand 
and for and, just keeping it running. And I feel like too, yeah, because they if you can if you can uh, get somebody to rent, maybe that is like also managing it or maintaining it, and you give them like a nice discount for that. Yeah, but you're still making a net profit. It's like that's a huge win. Totally for something that's just making you money. Yep, that'd be kind of a miracle situation. Unfortunately, <laughs> there's usually not much incentive for. But I guess if yeah, if you pay them a little extra or take off the rent or something yeah if you take down the rent and figure out like if you have low enough overhead to where you can give them crazy rent discount but still be making money yourself sure yeah then it might work but yep and property management management is decently affordable nowadays too if you have an extra i believe last time i checked it's like one to three hundred a month depending on that's such a broad range and it way depends on the yeah. the situation and but how many tenants bad. and stuff, but, and how many properties exactly. If you have that leeway. Yeah. So that's cool though. Yeah. Dang. Be hands off. And that's where it's like truly passive income. Yes. Kind of thing. But takes a lot of, there's, it's never truly passive. You'll Everything's going to take that work. Yep. You, you still got to fill out some check forms. In. You'll yep. always have to file something. Yep. You'll always have to check in and, and yeah, I love, yeah. Passive incomes a little bit too good to be true <laughs> yeah i one of my favorite uh one of my favorite gary v things is when he was just like somebody was like i don't want to you know i don't want to be working in an office job in my in my 40s you know i want to be laying on a beach somewhere you know in the caribbean and he was like are you serious ways to piss off gary v <laughs> yeah, and gary, yeah and gary v had this look on his face like he was getting pranked he was like are you serious i'm genuinely asking are you being serious he's like yes i'm being serious he's like all right uh, the fastest way to never have passive income is to believe that it exists. Yep. <laughs> you know, he's like, and then he went into the whole spiel of like the closest thing you can get is like real estates, you know? Yeah. Or like, I think he also said maybe like long, long game stocks. Yep. You know, things like that. Yep. Um, but he was like, yeah, if you're, if your attitude is, I just want to like, you're thinking about retirement when you don't have to do anything and that's just like your only goal in life is to do nothing. To not do anything. Yeah. yeah. He's like. Seems so backwards. He's like, that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's bad. I agree. It also doesn't sound fun to me, like doing nothing. Yeah. Like I think truly it's truly doing nothing and getting paid, but you don't do anything. Yeah. There's just a lack of purpose there. Yeah. Because then why, like, why are you on earth? Like for you, you know? like for you, it's, it's a, it's a means to like boost the things that you're already doing and wanting to do more of, but it's not like. I doubt that when you were a kid, it was your dream to, you know, own and manage a house. Totally. You know, I I mean, I currently view real estate as not, it's not what I want to do and I don't enjoy working on it, (laughs) you know? And like, I've done some drywall projects and some bathtub rehab and like, yeah, some, I do not enjoy that at all, but it's a a great place to put your money when you have money. It's going to be a way higher return than checking account right and many retirement accounts and oh yeah um safer and can return money to your pocket now and right. not be locked in an account till retirement and stuff like yeah. that so it's like one. i feel like it's also one of the few things that uh that's like left over from the old world of like if you put in hard work you will get something in return yeah you know it just reminds me of like the way farming used to be on a small scale where it's like if you work hard enough you will be fine yeah you know if you really do work hard enough i feel like maybe owning a house and and whether it's like flipping or you know doing the homesteading thing um like putting in that type of work and doing things yourself when you can is like that genuinely gives you something back yep it's a, it's a lot of work the first time just to understand and know how it all works but i started just from posting on Facebook saying, Hey, my goal, I found a lot of successful people I see and study and admire and whatever, and friends and family have like recommended, you know, this would be a great way. And they've shown me the numbers. Yeah. Um, and I'm interested in buying a house. Where do I start? And then I had like 50 realtors pouncing on me, <laughs> commenting, we'd love to have coffee with you this week. We'd love yeah. to, yeah. <laughs> on me, you know. That's awesome. Um, getting their cut of the sales. Right, so, right. Uh, and then, yeah, met with some realtors and they were very helpful in, in educating did you, me. Did on, you use a realtor or did you do it yourself? I did. I, I fully did. recommend using, using a, realtor. a realtor. Yeah, it, it'll protect you and 
Um, like the closing but, costs are worth having that reassurance of like, it's going to be absolutely all yep. good. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Are you going to do honk merch? Do you have honk merch? This is just a beta. Okay. It's good. You should it's do it. It's just a beta. I'm wearing a shirt that says just honk on it. It's a black t-shirt and I've had the dream of it for a long time and I just think it's funny and makes people kind of wonder like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> you should, it's like you a should, conversation starter. So you, you I could also I, get I like ones, that. You could also get ones with a pocket and it says honk on the pocket. I like that. That'd be kind of yeah. nice. Or like honk pop sockets. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just, just like do, the, just the thought that it brings of like, I wonder why they put that there. Like, what's the story? <laughs> like, it makes people curious. It makes people wonder. Yeah, yeah, which I think is honestly more effective than just putting your logo or your brand. Like, mm -hmm. I think having a big, bigger concept. So, yeah, it, yeah, it, that's kind of my vision for it. It's just a test that I wanted to run and, and for I, people I like who, wearing. And for people who know it, they'll recognize it right away. It's yep. like identif easily identifiable um, to people who know what it is. You know. Yep. And like we were saying earlier, for me too, I'm I'm wanting to frame my clothing choices to something that's meaningful. And um if I can even use what I wear to strengthen a brand or, or just push a purpose or a meaning or change people in some way, I think that's so much more effective than just looking cool. <laughs> yeah. And if I can do both at the same time, even better. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's dope. This is a, a step in that direction. Yeah. I'd love to start revamping my wardrobe into clothes that mean something. So yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Just make a real statement and just don't wear any. I mean, what, what makes a bigger statement? Okay. That is, that is a thought I will pray about. <laughs> Just take that one. Meditate on that. I've received clarity already. Um, mm. I, I won't let you know what I've landed on, but... <laughs> I won't let you know. <laughs> I love it. I'm curious your thoughts on, like, niche content. Niche content. Of, I, I have a buddy I grew up with, grew a really successful... Um, or had a lot of success on some internet businesses in his first, second year, first and second year of college. Um, so much so that he dropped out and just, that was like his confirmation of like, okay, I can do this. I'm making nice. a lot. Yeah. That's <laughs> and, cool. um, I've, he's who, a, a buddy who we ended up building, um, followings on musically which is now TikTok. i ended yeah. up getting to like eighty-five thousand. he got to 200 some thousand so he found awesome. it so early and we studied like what would do best and and we ended up getting both of our priorities way too invested into it and we did what content did best on the app but mm. not we didn't stick to a niche and we didn't stick to what we do so we didn't it ended up being something not long lasting. Mm. Like at the end of the day, because it was just sort of like it, it, it reflected the platform and not necessarily you on the platform. Exactly. It was fluff. And I'm actually really nervous for so many like TikTok creators nowadays because they're just making it's all the same content fun. Yeah. It's the dance along lip sync. Make what's trending. I'm just nervous. It's not long lasting and going to be a career or, or it, actually transfer in a income for them if when they're spending so so much time yeah on it. i feel like i i personally feel like there's so many parallels between tiktok now and vine in 2013 and 2014 just because like uh all of the lip syncing stuff was on on vine all of the mm. like the the dance challenges like yeah the, the term challenge i feel like was really brought to like my awareness because of vine yeah you know it's like well there's this like the harlem shake probably was on vine i don't yeah. know um i think that there's such a the a similarity between the two and what happened with a lot of people on vine is that they found homes on like facebook and youtube and yep. A lot of them are just produced like they are just, for lack of a better term, shit posting. Yep. As a career. Yeah. Uh, like the Paul brothers and everybody in that like path is just like doing anything to get attention Views. and yeah. to sell merch. And 
I kind of feel like people who are doing that on TikTok more or less are probably going to follow suit if TikTok goes, you know, yeah, if it goes under. And, you know, I, I kind of feel like TikTok is probably going to get absorbed by something. I don't know. Like, cause, Ooh, that's a thought. I, I, cause, yeah. cause Vine was, I think, bought by Twitter and then they were integrated and then Vine died. I wonder if TikTok is going to be bought by like Facebook probably or something. Yeah. And for like a ridiculous price. And then they're just going to integrate it in some sort of thing. But I don't know. Get ads running. Yeah. On Facebook if they tied it into that. Yeah. yeah I'm curious. So, so they I, already have ads on TikTok though, of course. But yeah, I think, I think a lot of, a lot of the people on TikTok who just do the, the quintessential like TikTok content. Cause yeah. like, if you get a brand new account, because I know this because me, my wife, and a few friends have all gotten TikToks during quarantine. Well, I actually had mine a little bit before, but like you sign in for a new account and immediately what it recommends to you is always the same. It's always somebody doing a lip sync or somebody doing a dance or, or a challenge or, or a challenge, something trending yep. or, or somebody like, like pointing to words on the screen and like doing yeah. these weird motions. And it's just like, yeah, I don't think that's going to yield anything. <laughs> Cause it's yeah, like, what it's do you, tough. that's where I think it's, it comes down to niche in branding and creating like the type of content that people come back for. So Zach King, I think is one who does it best. And of, he was great on vine. Yeah. And he's great on TikTok too. But his I think content is so his, consistent you know exactly what you're getting every time and you go back for it because you you love it yeah i think it's like kind of the magic type illusion type videos mm -hmm. where it's like how did he do that really and lighthearted, super positive always really sick like visual effects like really really high quality yeah and doing it in these like tiny little things that are like i feel like most people wouldn't think to make a TikTok or a Vine, something so inconsequential, super high production. Yeah. But that's what makes him stand out. Definitely. And I think another part of it too is that his content naturally works well on a platform like that. Where yeah, it's just, short attention span. It's super real consumable. Quick. Like you see it and it's already playing. And so like, I feel like that's why he did so well on Vine is because it was just immediately you see him like make somebody disappear or something yeah. like that. And you're like, whoa, catches cool. your attention. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then fine. There's thousands of other videos he's made. Yeah. yeah. He didn't, he didn't like, he didn't have to figure out what he was going to do on TikTok. I feel like he was just doing that stuff before yep. and just sort of, and sort of adjusted it a little bit to fit into what people are going to exactly. watch. I feel like that's what's missing with all these TikTok creators is like the big it's picture. the other way around. It's the big picture. Yeah. yeah. Have, people, have people your content, your niche, what you're offering figured out first. Yeah. And people, and, people, uh, yeah. People come at it from the other direction of like, what are the popular videos doing beat for beat? Okay. I'm going to do that. But instead it's, you know, I feel like you need to ask what is my thing okay, how do I bring that into this platform instead of yep. trying and then you can to tailor it, it slightly to the platform and what type of content, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And formats and yeah. You length. just gotta be like genuine because I, I mean, I think the, all of the, like all of the hot TikTok accounts and the, like the ones that are blowing up right now, I've, and the ones that just feel like all the same, those are cool. If you're like 12. Yep. And it's funny to do all the challenges and stuff. Like I was in high school when Vine was a thing and it was funny and it was, it was fun. But uh, like, yeah, I feel like most people like adults just see right through that whole thing. Yeah. And they're like, well, this is just fake. And yep. I don't know. A lot of creative people. Cause another thing too is like Instagram is a creative platform. It's, it's where a lot of artists connect and musicians and VFX workers and animators to where like a lot of those people network and those people aren't going to waste their time on something where it's just like generic content with no value. Yeah. There's no, there's no place for it. Yep. And, I'm, yeah. I'm curious where I, like a musician, for example, I have a buddy, um, 
who makes I won't get I almost just gave his name I'm not gonna give his name um <laughs> but man he grew I literally watched his account grow he's at I think 12 million now dang um and started On yeah and he was at like a hundred thousand about a year ago or Jeez. maybe maybe a year and a half ago That's which is insane. insane yeah so he's a singer songwriter like musician mm-hmm and maybe an eighth of his posts are music. Yeah. If even a tenth, maybe. Yeah. You know, the majority are the, you know, the typical TikTok content of like, yeah, beatbox challenges or like dumping water on your brother or they're like, yeah, all this like craziness and quick attention span stuff. So it's an interesting yeah. spectrum of, He's he's used th- those things to build his brand. I'm just I'm curious in the long run how that's going to hold. Yeah. Uh, even though it's like a, it's a monstrous amount of people, yeah. and that's also helped him build like his Instagram and um, his overall like fan base. But yeah, I'm just it seems so backwards to me to be making like a different type of content that's not even what you do and what you're selling and supporting the products you sell. Yeah. Like music or like how does, how streams? is that a good business decision? Yeah. What, that's where I'm not yeah, super sold on. Cause I feel like that. And I feel like it's missing a big picture. Cause I feel I like think. when a celebrity does the typical quote unquote posts, like the generic stuff. Yep. I'm, I'm genuinely engaged sometimes when I see somebody like, I feel like Charlie Puth is a good example of he. He'll post a lot of things that are pretty inconsequential of just like random pictures of him. And it's just like, this is what I'm wearing in quarantine. Yep. I look like a mess. His snap filters too. Like yeah. baby Charlie and <laughs> yeah. all that stuff. I yep. freaking love baby Charlie. I know. But, but that stuff is really funny to me because, I mean, he does put his own little spin on it. Like the fact that he made it a running thing. Yeah. Um, but that Can stuff's engage with to, the artist too. Yeah, it's kind of cool it, to see it, the other side of the people. It's, it's funnier to me because I feel like, yeah, you're you're getting to see a little bit more of a uh, less produced side, less polished side of somebody that you, you know, that you're a fan of. But if it's just like, if it's just somebody that I don't know, or, you know, if they're not doing things that I'm like following, then it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. But it, but it does like they need pillar content somewhere else. Yeah. To first, actually want that though it's you like because why do you watch huge... charlie puth you watch charlie puth because i love charlie TikTok puth. because you love his music <laughs> exactly. i'm assuming was the first thing that right. got yeah and then but like... when your first thing is tiktoks right and goofy videos and there's no other thing mm-hmm. like what what product is there you know right maybe you go the merch direction or or brands or fashion or and i'm actually i just really sort of remembered um i don't know if you know rudy mancuso yeah, but he like I remember being such a big fan of his stuff on Vine and I just checked in with his like Instagram and his TikTok for like the first time in years. Yeah. And he's still like I mean, it's not all winners in my book, but like his content is really great. It's like still really high quality, but he's also doing like really cool collaborations with you know, like big artists, he just did a, like he did a performance, uh, like a live orchestral thing where he was, you know, playing like drums, piano, oh, cool. guitar. And it was like a really cool performance, almost like Jacob Collier, where he's like running yeah. around and, you know, he'll like pick up a bass and play something and he'll run over to a guitar that's on a stand and play. And he was doing that for a performance, uh, a live performance of the Coco soundtrack. Oh, cool. And it was like, how did he like now i'm super intrigued of like how did you go from vine to disney like yeah you know you you're like performing for the biggest entertainment yeah thing ever you know yep and uh and he and his content is still like genuinely interesting even though it started on vine mm-hmm. that to me is as a quick attention span type yeah. content and then he's adapted because his stuff used to be yeah like tiktok used to be six seconds and his stuff was engaging and he's managed to like keep an audience yeah but i i feel like he i could be completely wrong but i get the vibe that he is a genuinely nice guy mm-hmm. 
and never hurts. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just, I'd be really interested to pick that guy's brain and see like, how did you next podcast podcast guest? Yes. Well, wow, that's hard to say podcast guest podcast <laughs> next podcast. <laughs> yeah. Mancuso. Yeah. That would be super dope if I could get him, but I mean like, yeah, he sent an email tonight, Derek to make it happen. I'll DM. I'll DM, I'll send an email, I'll send Never another email. Never heard to ask. I'll send another email. Perfect. I'll send another email. Well, okay. And another DM. Okay. But only one of those emails goes to Rudy, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating to think about, like, how the platform itself has changed. Well, and that's actually something, too, that, like, uh, Annabelle and I were talking about TikTok because she, before she had one, I was like... You should just like do your thing on TikTok. Yep. Because the conversation always came back to like TikTok content is trash. And I was like, yes, that's why you should do your content <laughs> on TikTok. On TikTok. And change it. Yeah. Because not only not only are you not selling out to do the stuff that you don't like, but you're probably gonna stand out more on TikTok. Yep. If you're doing something that isn't the generic trash. Yeah. And um yeah, I feel like maybe you couldn't maybe you couldn't do that with Facebook because it's so old hat at this point, but with TikTok it's a new thing that's still like bursting right now. Yep. And so I feel like you can do your own thing and Definitely. stand out. Yeah. Yeah, if you do your thing to, your own thing to stand out on Facebook, I feel like it's pretty meh. It's not going to do anything cuz it's yep. That time has passed. Yep. But with TikTok it's still there's still right there's now. still years to go, I feel like for yeah. TikTok, so yeah, and the content is. It, I mean, I could be wrong. I feel like the content's getting better because more it definitely is. Honestly, it's hilarious. Are, <laughs> more more people are getting on TikTok who make better content. Yes, it's like yep. It yeah. was a l- it was pretty bad when it started, which I think partly was just the age group that was on it it was, it was so kids. young it was kids yep and so i feel was, like anything on the internet where it's like why how does anybody like this the answer is always kids <laughs> or or old people it's sure. kids or old people sure. you know it's like who the heck would ever enjoy this like spider-man and elsa yeah like all sure. of those random like finger family videos and just like it's like it's kids kids just <laughs> hitting autoplay and like yeah it just happens but and then like yeah stupid memes on facebook it's like old people sure i think like how (laughs) is this stuff still happening it's because of old people yeah so yeah and i I think it's important to also not just like discard that too because definitely kids are matter kids are going to become our age so don't just like forget it totally you know totally also be aware of not necessarily just conform to what they're doing but be aware of what holds their interest definitely you know that's valuable information but analytics it's you know you know if you if you want to build your audience you you have to i feel like you can't you can't be picky you know yeah got to adapt to the platform adapt to the audience yep yeah check who's watching your videos and yeah how long and why because where looked, they're getting there because i've looked at my instagram analytics too and, and just like sometimes i'm like that's my demographic mm-hmm but it's like, I don't get to make that decision. Yep. You um, know, I, I can boost posts in certain regions, but like whether or not it does well, that's not up to me. Yeah. I'm blown away on Instagram and YouTube, which are my, probably my biggest social media avenues right now are my demographic is, um, it's 95% male. Wow. And, yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> um, and it's uh 18 to 35 is almost is like 90 percent of them so really that makes it so much more specific when i'm making content of yeah okay i'm making content for the just split the middle of 18 to 35 let's say like 25 20, yeah 20 uh, the 25 year old male which ironically i'm a 26 year old male yeah so like i'm naturally making the content that i like yeah and that I think is cool. Too. Yeah, yeah. So it totally makes sense. So yeah. it's, it's cool to see the analytics reflect that. And I think that's where you can adapt to platforms of, okay, check my TikTok analytics, see like the age there. If I need to 
tweak it or adjust. And that's where it's like, this is a, a probably a whole nother conversation of, do you change the content. Your content? Yeah. To adapt to a younger audience. If it's younger people watching it just for the TikTok Avenue, right. <laughs> you know, and do you have to or start you with stay new true to yourself? And yeah. Cause I wondered that too, is like, can I crop the, the same content to fit and like look nice on TikTok, yeah. or do I have to do something different? on TikTok. Yeah. Or get another camera that's in portrait yeah. mode or something. Yeah. That's not a bad Actually, idea. The format. That's what I'm I've been doing. Yeah. Yep. You could yeah. I mean you could work that in too to be like you i I'm just brainstorming. I'm spitballing here, but you could do a couple of trial runs of your videos where they're in portrait mode and you have it like three of them to take up the whole screen. Dang. So I'd have to do... So that way when you... I'd have to do another into, take then, though. If I want one for YouTube, one for... Yeah. So then need or six buy, cameras. Or you, yeah, or buy you, more cameras. Yeah, you buy three three new cameras. Ah. <laughs> <Ooh>. Yeah. <laughs> Which at that point, it's like, eh, is it going to make it... How big of a difference is it going to make? Because yep. maybe it's worth it. Yeah. Maybe it's worth it. But yeah, if it's like... 100 new followers, then it's probably not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> also going to be double the edit, too. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, unless or unless I edit them at the same time and like have them, yeah, like running in parallel. Yep. Yeah, I don't. We're I don't. On the same page. I don't know nearly enough hacks when it comes to video editing. I if I'm thinking audio, I'm like, oh, I I could do that. Sure. But if, but if I'm editing two videos at the same time, I'm like, ah, I don't know. <laughs> Just I don't know line them all up. Line them all up. It's probably similar. Yeah, it's probably it's, similar. It's very similar. Is. Yeah, that's cool. It's a lot to think about. Definitely. I I, th I think it's really interesting how so many people are on TikTok now that quarantine hit. And it's just like, everybody's like, I finally did it. Like I said, I never would, but I'm on TikTok. And it's like, you would have anyways. Yep. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's like Instagram was TikTok before. Yeah. And Instagram was just pictures of people's food. And yep. I literally remember the day I heard about Instagram and it was probably like 2011 or 2012. And... Like at that point, at that point it had been around for, you know, a few years, but it was still just people posting pictures with really bad filters and because nobody knew photo, like the average Joe doesn't know what they're doing yep. and pictures of people's food and like they all look terrible because it was iPhone three and dang, you that know, it feels weird to even hear that iPhone right, three, right? <laughs> right. And it's just like, it was so bad, but Instagram is like, in my mind, it is the, the cream of the crop right now when it comes to social media platforms, yep. not counting YouTube as a social media platform, but cause it sort of is. Yep. And it, I think it's becoming more so with YouTube stories and all that stuff. Yeah. But the um, community tab too. Yeah. And, and so I, I just think it's really funny and I'm interested to see what TikTok does because I think it's only, it's only going to get better. Yep. It's only going to get more enjoyable. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting right now. I have my, I have my qualms with it. Cause I'm like, why, when I open TikTok, does it immediately blast audio yeah or that like, is so annoying but that adds a views it does too and I'm, I'm very curious if they have the views have always seemed even since musically something with their algorithm because uh, the numbers are so high they're so blown up yeah i i'm still baffled at it's like how? it doesn't make sense yeah i yeah conspiracy I remember, theory <laughs> well because i remember a lot of it just people, doesn't make sense to me a lot of people were theorizing like are they inflating their numbers and just like you know, like lying about it because yeah. they're, they were saying their user base was huge. And like two years ago, their user base was huge. And like the amount of views on videos was just insane. And it's yep. like, is this real or is this just how the app works? Yeah. You know, and now with the ex like exploding TikTok culture coming, <laughs> yep. it's obvious how many people are actually on it now, but yeah, yeah it, it still seems fishy to me. It's weird because yeah. there's incentive to be on an app where the views are higher and you get more followers and mm -hmm. such. But so if, if you did inflate it, it would push people to be like, like, see, come put exactly. content on our app. It's huge. Exactly. You know, yep. so it's kind of manipulating if, if that's what they're doing, which yeah. I hope it isn't, but I, I hope not. Yeah. yeah. Like to believe the best in people. <laughs> yeah. Give that second chance. Yeah. But it also, for me, it gives, makes me think of like, who's the most valuable subscriber or follower. 
is a you and I, I guess in my experience, a YouTube subscriber is the most valuable. Yeah. Compared to an Instagram follower, to a Facebook follower, to a I feel like TikTok a, follower. I feel like a YouTube subscriber or just even a viewer is the most invested. It's so yeah, because they're sitting down because to it's watch longer, a video. It's longer content, so yeah. you have them longer. And it's so directly monetizable. It's with like a TikTok. There's a big disconnect with monetizing, and it's much yeah. more difficult to monetize on that. Yeah, it's as like opposed a... to YouTube, you literally real quick. If you're getting yeah. any significance of views at all, yep, you're monetizing. So it's it's like a self or like an instantly affirming thing because like if if somebody watched your video till the end, that means that they're invested enough to watch until the end. Yeah, you know if if somebody is invested enough to like quote unquote invested enough to watch a 15 second video, you don't really know how invested they are. I mean, yeah. they, they could not watch the whole thing, but 15 seconds is a lot less of a commitment than 12 minutes. Totally. And so, yeah, I feel like if you have people that are tuning in, you know, no matter what size the audience, if they're tuning in to watch the majority of your videos, it's like, that is huge. Yeah. Because they're they're committing that much time, definitely to it. Yep, yeah. As opposed to six seconds on a TikTok, that might just be on the for you page and not in yeah. their feed. They might not even be following you. You know, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. But same thing with YouTube. I it's, think a lot of views without being subscribed that just show up and recommended yeah. and whatever. The algorithms are so advanced. Yeah, you so. can you can get a viral video and. That's something I've heard about on YouTube too. Is like the the window is is passed for making money from YouTube. Like you have to, like you have to have sponsorships or like, uh, like you have to have ads and things like that. You know, as opposed to, like you could just have tons and tons of views and you were making money on. You'll YouTube. You'll need monster amounts of views to really make yeah. something. Yeah, because like it I, does depend the content you make though too. Yes, whether like, it's for example on my channel, I have a video that's um, about this X5 U4 product um, that the dollars per view, or I'm making like three dollars per thousand views on that one. Wow. When like. To average is a probably a dollar per thousand interesting if, if even yeah you know so i'm making like three times more proportional amount on that video because it's a product yeah and i'm sure because it's directing more sales and, and it's a review video so yeah i think people doing reviews and like especially i'm thinking clothing or like unboxing and, videos yeah where people are already like you know they're checking out that video right before they make a purchase mm -hmm. i think those monetize a lot more from youtube ads directly because people are going to a link right after and mm -hmm. that's being tracked so yeah that's huge but in general yeah i think <laughs> having your, either manufacturing your own product like having your own merch mm -hmm. making your own or like patreon video course patreon having your own products are going to be um if you really want to have a sustainable monetization plan yeah the way to go for youtube yeah because uh there's there's a couple of people that i a couple of youtubers that do also do podcasts that i tune into and like they they're talking about how just like the window of you know like guaranteed youtube money is just sort of gone because you you might have consistency with your views being like one or two million and yeah you're just like they don't make money. There's an essence of it's out of your control. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like you can have millions of views now and that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. You know, as far as like, can you survive off of that? And that's why so many people on YouTube, I feel like have moved to either, you know, Patreon or, or just like their website directly or, yep. you know, also like pushing merch on YouTube is huge. Yep. I love yeah. the competition of it though and how difficult it is. It pushes yeah. me and I think pushes the whole community to innovate and figure out a way mm -hmm. and make better products that people are willing to pay for. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Creates incentive in the right, right spots. So yeah, I don't necessarily think that it's like, it hasn't ended anything. It hasn't ended an era, even yeah. though it's like, even if that quote unquote era of, you know, making money strictly through YouTube, it's like, yeah, people have moved to other avenues and it's forced them to get creative in engaging with their audience. Yeah. And I, I think that forces you too to like learn your audience and know your audience more. Yep. So 
it's probably a good thing in the long run. Yeah. Anyways. I think so. So, yeah. Dude, I uh, I don't know what your plans are, but I kind of want Taco Bell. Dude, same. Do you want Taco Bell? Yes, I was literally just thinking that. <laughs> I feel like you were about to ask. Yes, let's do it. Dude, let's got get this some Taco on, Got Bell. this recorded. Taco Bell, here we go. Oh, frick, I wasn't hitting record.